this is truth. This is truth. Little background. I had written a, a long article about ghost hunters and modern day ghost hunters and for a now defunct magazine. And my reward after it was published was to be invited to participate in an experiment. And in order to maintain the scientific purity of the experiment, I couldn't be told where I was going, who I was going with, and what I was going to be doing, except that I was going to be visiting a legendary haunted location. And this ultimately became an episode of a TV show called Unsolved Mysteries, but I got ahead of myself. My point, and, and my dark point, is that I so vividly remember standing there on the street waiting to be picked up by this unmarked man full of unknown people to hurtle off into the night to an unknown location. And I suddenly thought, what am I doing with my life? What am I doing with my life? What am I doing? And now, if I had a daughter, I do have a daughter, and she told me that she was going to embark on an adventure like this, I would really, really seek help. Because <laughs> it, it's just not smart. But I do have the sense that we all know how it feels to find ourselves in a similar situation. I, I'm vividly, I'm remembering standing there thinking, is this being an investigative journalist? But no, it can't be because I have no idea what I'm doing or where I'm going. So all I had was the sense that I wished to be more alive, that, that all around me, people seemed to be, they were going to medical school or having children, they were doing meaningful and things. And I just had this powerful intuition, I want to feel alive. What does it mean to really experience life? So anyway, the van came, picked me up, and it turned out there was a ghost hunter and a whole van full of psychics. And just racing ahead, I was driven to an inn in Pennsylvania that were, of course, George Washington had slept there, and Edgar Allan Poe had carved his initials into a cell. And and all kinds of people had stayed there, but it was reputedly haunted. So I was driven to this spot in Pennsylvania, and my job, my job in this great scientific experiment 
was to be a control. I was going to be the control, the non-psychic person. And I was to sit in the cellar of this inn and just sit there all night long while they read, while they led psychics through like bloodhounds. And this sounds like a shaggy dog story, but I do have a point. I remember sitting, 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 just like we sit, sitting literally in the darkness of the unknown all night. And these psychics would come through and finally, one of them, the most celebrated of the psychics, a famous psychic, stopped and shivered and held herself, feeling the sorrow and the fear of what she beheld in the cellar. And I'm thinking, what? What? What is she seeing? What is she sensing? I don't see anything. I don't sense anything. And it turned out that she had sensed the presence of, of these young soldiers dressed in green, shivering in fear. They were Hessian soldiers. And I marveled that I could feel nothing at the time. But later, I discovered, first of all, that Hessian soldiers, we typically think of the Headless Horsemen and often think of them as mercenaries. But in fact, these young German soldiers were, were sent essentially by their prince in the area around Frankfurt, 65% of them. And he called it his Peru, his source of gold, to give the British, uh, you know, to kind of sell them, hoping even that they would be killed because he'd get blood money, blood money, his gold. So at any rate, I didn't believe in ghosts, but I did come to feel this pang of compassion and sorrow for these young soldiers who died so far from home. Why am I telling this wild story? I'm telling the story because this is a practice of not knowing. We put ourselves in a condition that's not unlike how I felt standing on the street that night in the East Village. What, what am I doing? Why did I come? What do I expect to find? And we discover that it's precisely in those times when we feel at a complete impasse 
we don't know which way to go. That another kind of feeling, awareness, sense, can appear. We call it presence. And awareness that what we seek is here. And ultimately, an awareness, as one person put it, that our practice is to hold grief or compassion in one hand and gratitude in the other. We allow ourselves to feel how it feels to be lost, to face the unknown, to be sad, to have whatever is going on that causes us or inspires us to judge ourselves as I'm a failure, I'm lost. We feel that with an acceptance that blossoms into a capacity to feel the suffering of others. Long ago, Hessian soldiers, how sad to die in an unknown place, to be shipped out without your consent. feel compassion and sorrow for the people you see on the street, in the, in the news, in the space, for yourself. And at the same time, to feel this gratitude that's not something treacly or sentimental, but an awareness that you're not just sorrow. You're not just darkness. You're also the light that sees the willingness that comes here or sits down at a cushion at home to open to the unknown. And so together, I love the quote, it's the impeded stream that sings. Together, we're here to discover that it's when we're lost, when we feel utterly stymied. that something new, a new kind of attention, a new kind of feeling, a new kind of presence can appear. So let's sit together and then we can talk. I will take a comfortable seat. Just notice how it feels to allow yourself to be here as you are.
just like this. See, they can take in an impression of yourself without thinking about it. And that this attention can begin to soften you to soften your edges, your tensions, just a bit. And let your practice be very simple. Returning the attention to the body, to the feet on the floor, the hands in your lap, the weight of the body in the chair or on the cushion. Noticing that this attention can be very soft, very spacious. Noticing that there is an attention here, a presence that doesn't comment, simply sees, senses, receives. Notice that when you come home to the body, you also open 
begin to remember that you're part of life. Let everything happen, thinking, picturing everything, and still notice that you can sense presence, sense an aliveness inside. and outside surrounding you. rest in stillness. Don't strive. Just sink into sensation. Just allow, allow yourself to be seen by an attention that accepts
when you feel lost, just come home to the body, to sensation, and open to a presence that receives you, accepts you, just like this. notice that this attention is innately kind, spacious,
just notice the light, the warmth that's here, the aliveness that doesn't depend on thinking. Just allow yourself to come home to presence. Just notice that it welcomes everything it sees.
Thank you so much for your practice, for your presence. And if you have comments about your practice or observations, we'd love to hear your voice. And please feel free to speak. You don't have to be called on. Hi, Tracy and everybody. Um, so when you when you were talking about just sitting in the stillness and finding the something about that, the piece of it or whatever, I um, I felt this uh, in terms of um, sensation, I felt that this thick, thick wall, because I'm going through some, I'm feeling like I'm having some hard, harder time with just being present with myself. And I just thought if you could give a little bit of sh your sharing about um, feeling that sensation of, no, it's just, I don't get, I'm not, the wall is so thick of um, heaviness that it's hard to actually experience just, what did you say, the stillness of what? In the stillness? Yeah, well, let, don't even worry about that. <laughs> um, just never mind about that. What's exciting about this practice in terms of what you just described is that it really and truly is a practice for meeting that wall for for welcoming, I say this again and again, every little self, every character that shows up, because this idea of uh, no self, it doesn't mean avoid, it means that we contain so much, so many postures, so many feelings, so many responses, and that this is a practice, really and truly. I shared this the other night, the other morning. I I just, have you ever just happened to glance in a mirror and catch something in yourself? Something that you might have been trying to chase away all your life, and or adult life. I, I happen to catch a glimpse of myself that in a certain kind of posture of uh, defensiveness or this kind of you can't fire me, I quit kind of attitude just for a moment. And the gift of the practice is that instead of instantly straining up and banishing that unattractive little waif, I welcomed her. Welcome. And just as an experiment, like, you're welcome here. 
So if you're experiencing a wall, doesn't need to be a wave. The practice is to welcome that. Let yourself feel it with acceptance, with kindness, without rushing past it. What does wall feel like? What does everything that comes up, especially those things that feel like obstacles or, or things, little orphans we want to push away, go away? What would it feel like if we grant them our complete compassionate attention without agenda, without pressure to produce something or yield some insight? And it's just this action of acceptance without limit. Wall, so you're feeling that. You're not feeling what Tracy said. But you are giving a complete, spacious acceptance and attention. And we discover moment by moment and, and tonight, maybe it's just, oh, the, the briefest intention, like in speaking about it. But we're doing this work of moment by moment, discovering that awakening is like that. It opens outward. And it's born of this interest and acceptance. So if the wall is toward the, the wall experience in the sensations is to acceptance, even accepting that, or even yeah. just welcoming, oh, I can't relate to this acceptance word right. in my body right. happening. Yeah, yeah. And just like I was sitting in that cellar surrounded by psychics, <laughs> and I couldn't feel anything. And so you're, one is tempted to feel a kind of envy. You know, I want to feel stuff and have insights and see heaven soldiers. I don't want to just sit here in the dark. But the insight appears when we do just that. Wall. Yeah. No exterior. Wall. Yeah. Right. yeah. Just wall. Wall. Be welcome, wall. <laughs> I, seriously. I will. I'll try it. Yeah. I promise. I promise. If you try it, you might be, you will be surprised. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. And the first thing that surprises us is how extraordinary 
it feels to be accepted. So many parts of us, it just, we're not used to it. And that in itself is a taste of freedom. speak yeah just wanted to thank everyone I, I i get such a maybe it's a projection of but i get such a good such a feeling of um that we are at least in a truce together right we've come together and we may not we may not be all pulling in the same direction but we've all put down for a moment our our our, our hostility, which I, is rarer and rarer, it seems to me, in, in the world. And th just thank you. Yeah. Thank you. And I really love that expression, a truce. A truce. It's like that, that Christmas Eve on the battlefield where opposing sides played soccer, only even something greater, that um, we come together, and yeah, it's Zoom, and um, it's, you know, it would be so wonderful if we could all be physically present, but even so, we share this intention to put down our defenses and open and we don't know to what it can feel as nigh as my barreling off to on at house but to open to something that we intuit and we've tasted at moments something more alive more real more connected and we are finding it at moments together i just want to say two things one that was just one of your top five stories in my opinion <laughs> totally awesome <laughs> and um two i'm just so grateful to everybody who speaks up um susan and ben today in particular because it always i always end up getting just as much out of out of when you know when people speak in your response because it just reminds me i mean so my meditation was kind of all over today and you know there's one of those one of those typical which i really like the whole you know, your mind is a big sky thing. And in mine today, though, my consciousness was the ocean, except unfortunately, there was a container ship on it that was dumping a bunch of stuff into it. And this was just all these unpleasant thoughts I were having, I was having it just they wouldn't stop. And it was like, it was funny, I don't know if it was the Hessian soldiers, but <laughs> it was like, dark men dumping stuff into my ocean of consciousness. <laughs> frustrating. And I spent most of the time just trying to come up with a better analogy, which I know would have been more gently 
I would have more, I would, I could have held myself more gently if I just was okay. This is, this is the stuff that's going on right now. I'm just being dumped into. And just the reminder of that, you know, to like, okay, wall, okay, ocean, okay, stuff that's getting dumped into me, as opposed to no, wait, let me try and be popcorn instead or something like that. Right. <laughs> so just thank you for speaking up. And thank you for being an awesome storyteller. <laughs> and thank you for that incredible metaphor. Um, that, and we all know how it feels. We do in our own way to have that that dumpster that dumping and it's we can't hear it enough that it's just that it's like oh hell why did this have to happen why can't something else be happening it's just that thing that wall that dumping that surge of of sorrow or panic or anxiety, whatever is happening in you, the invitation is to let this attention come to that without an agenda to fix or resolve or even label, but just to be with be with I can be with this and sometimes it just feels like that just like I can endure this but it, with practice at moments we can feel how it changes under that gaze under it's again what's so helpful even if it's just an idea it's so helpful to realize that it's not a practice for banishing sorrow and grief and dumping and wall and hostility it's a practice for touching having grief sorrow dumping call it what you will in one hand and this kind of compassion and willingness in another. And we see how much of our lives we're trying to fix or flee ourselves. And that this is an invitation to just stop just for a moment. What would it feel like to just be with us? If if Susan can be with Wall or Tracy can be with some seeing some grimacing little troll in the mirror for a moment, some aspect, maybe I can be with the containership just for a moment. Not thinking about it, but just feeling, seeing accepting and we discover oh there's more to me I'm seeing this I can be free
Tracy, speaking of containership, during the sitting, I felt like I would include all of you if I had a choice to include you all in a kind of Noah's Ark. Because I felt you were all, you're all my people. Well, when, so thank you, everyone. Yes, thank you. We'll take a cruise. <laughs> um, yeah. We are each other's people, noble friends. Um, the Buddha, uh, Ananda, once asked the Buddha, um, the Ananda was his attendant and cousin, the Buddha, Lord Buddha, noble friends are half the spiritual path, aren't they? And the Buddha said, no, Ananda, they are the whole of the path, the whole of the path. And that means so many things, but one of the most uh, reassuring is, first of all, that we do have company, we have Sangha, and second, that the invitation is not to become something special and exempt from suffering, but to embrace our humanity. That I'm just like Tracy, just like Mary Ellen, just like Ben, just like Susan, just like Dawn. That we can drop into our humanity. And that this is how moment by moment, we will become free with acceptance, with compassion, with practice. And I was saying the other night, there are all these factors of awakening and the, the crown to all is equanimity. Isn't that interesting? Not joy, not bliss, equanimity. And it doesn't mean something numb. The word peka means to look over. It means to be able to be with our containership, our wall our defensiveness, our sorrow, to be with it and be spacious. Our situation, to, to in, include it, to feel it, and to be open to what's beyond. What's more? What's downstream? So why don't we sit together for just a moment or two and just take that in. That just let yourself sit and really welcome just everything. 
everything that's here and let yourself know that you're sitting with friends, with people who just like you have felt completely lost, have judged themselves so harshly that, that they're failures or not enough, just like you. And just like you have moments of embracing acceptance and kindness and compassion and putting two hands together in our heart space if you wish feeling gratitude to yourself for for showing up here for your intention to practice, to open. And gratitude to each other and for the practice. And not keeping it just for ourselves and our self-development, but letting it shine out like a bomb for the whole world and each other. We offer ourselves the wishes. May we be safe, safe and protected from inner and outer harm and danger. May we be as well as we can be given our causes and conditions. May we be truly happy. May we find refuge and community. May all beings find that. And may all beings everywhere without exception be completely inwardly and outwardly free, whole and accepted and free. Thank you. Thank you so much, Tracy. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you all so much. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Tracy. Thank you, Tracy.